My dearly beloved in Christ, I would, le- I would like to speak to you this morning about two topics. One, the season of Lent and the importance of doing penance during Lent. We should all spend the next few days thinking about what we're going to do to make a good Lent and write it down because that way you can review it and make certain that you are adhering to your Lenten penance program. And I would also like to speak a little bit about Our Lady of Lourdes, since today is the feast of her apparitions. Our Lady appeared to Bernadette the first time on February 11th, 1858, and that was the first of 18 apparitions at Lourdes. Bernadette later wrote of that first apparition, she looked at me immediately, smiled at me, and motioned me to advance, as if she had been my mother. All fear left me. I seemed to know no longer where I was. I rubbed my eyes, I shut them, I opened them, but the lady was still there, continuing to smile at me and making me understand that I was not mistaken. Without thinking of what I was doing, I took my rosary in my hands and went to my knees. The lady made a sign of approval with her head and took into her hands her own rosary, which hung on her right arm. And Our Lady moved the fingers through the beads as Bernadette prayed the rosary, but Our Lady only joined in for the glory be to the Father at the end of each decade. There were no words spoken. The same thing in the second apparition. And then the third apparition, which I believe was a week later, February 18th, she asked Bernadette to come to that same spot for 14 days, for two weeks every day. And during the course of those apparitions, again, not very many words were said, but I will read a few interesting points at those apparitions. At the sixth visit, the lady looked sad and said, pray for sinners. That reminds us of Our Lady at Fatima, saying so many souls go to hell because there is no one to pray and make sacrifices for them. During the eighth apparition, the crowd saw the girl move on her knees to the rose bush upon which the lady had been standing. Bernadette prostrated herself at each step as she advanced. Then, standing and turning to the people, she cried out, Penitence, penitence. So again, Our Lady's inspired her with the need for penance, for the conversion of sinners, and for our own sins to make atonement. Why do we do penance during Lent? One of the reasons is so that we don't have to spend time in purgatory, atoning for our sins. And we know that penance is essential. Our Lord said, unless you do penance, you shall perish. And that's why Holy Mother Church requires us, through her authority, her laws, to abstain from meat on Fridays, to fast during Lent and several other days during the year because we probably wouldn't do it on our own if the church didn't mandate it. But we need to do penance. And in addition for making atonement for sin, by penance, we control our fallen human nature. We subdue and dominate our fallen human nature 
we all know what God's will is. Our problem is the weakness of our human nature. And that's why penance is so valuable. It helps to strengthen our willpower. We also grow in merit. Our prayers become more valuable. We are able to meditate better. We are lifted, you might say, to a higher plane of spiritual things through fasting and other forms of penance. So let us all resolve to make a good Lent. Returning to the account of Our Lady's apparitions, Our Lady revealed a spring of water during the ninth apparition. That water was to become world famous for the miraculous cures worked through her, through it. And I'll come back to that. On Friday, February 26th, the lady said to Bernadette, bend low and kiss the ground for the sake of sinners. And many of the people in the crowd imitated Bernadette when she did that. Today, you could go to Lourdes if you have that great privilege to go there. There is a slab engraved marking the spot where Bernadette kissed the ground for sinners, for the conversion of sinners. And then finally, Our Lady appeared on March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation. I believe there was one final apparition in July. But at the apparition, Bernadette said she had an overwhelming desire to ask for the Lady's name. On March 25th, Bernadette had an uncontrollable desire to ask her visitor her name. Others had freely been calling her the Blessed Virgin, but Bernadette simply called her the Lady, the Lady from Heaven. So Bernadette made her request. request. On March 25th, Our Lady smiled. Bernadette repeated the question, and then she asked it a third time. The Lady was standing above the rose bush, in a position very similar to that shown on the miraculous medal. At my third request, Bernadette later wrote, her face became very serious, and she seemed to bow down in an attitude of humility. Then she joined her hands and raised them to her breast. She looked up to heaven, then slowly opening her hands and leaning toward me, she said, to me, in a voice vibrating with emotion, emotion, I am the Immaculate Conception. Oftentimes, the apparition at Lord is referred to as the apparition of Mary Immaculate. Now, it's interesting because, for a couple of reasons, just three years before, Pope Pius IX had solemnly defined the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. That was December 8th. 1854, and this was in March of 1858, a little more than three years later. Now, Bernadette, although she was 14 years old, had a very difficult time retaining her catechism. In fact, her first communion was delayed because she had such a hard time learning her catechism. And so the priest knew when she went and told him that Our Lady said, I am the Immaculate Conception, he knew she could not have made that up. And that helped him to come to a belief that Our Lady really was appearing to Bernadette. Our Lady asked for processions. She asked that a church be built on that spot. And as I mentioned, the spring of water resulted in literally thousands of cures. 
And it's very interesting to read about because a medical bureau was established at Lourdes that had doctors on the staff who were non-Catholic. And they certified hundreds of miracles as being beyond, they didn't use the word miracle, they stuck with science. They simply said there has been an instantaneous cure that is unexplainable through medical knowledge that we have. And of those, there were 4,000 from the time of the apparitions over the next 50 years. But there were hundreds, thousands more that were never reported to the medical bureau or cures which the medical bureau did not uh, certify because the person didn't have a certificate stating the disease that was present before going to Lourdes. And it seems that Our Lady, through these miracles, was confounding the pride of men that was especially so rampant during the 19th century, the age of reason, it was called, where so many enlightened, as they thought themselves to be, educated men thought that anybody who believes in God and believes in religion, they're superstitious, they're uneducated. And they looked down on the common masses and considered themselves superior. They were enlightened and everything to them was science. That was like a false god. We've heard that before. And so Our Lady came to confound the pride of men and the rationalism of the day. So many miracles granted at Lourdes. And those who went seeking a miracle and not obtaining it came back spiritually better. So those miracles of grace were even more important and more frequent and more common. But we can learn, we can take away from the story of the apparitions, not only the importance of faith, devotion to our Blessed Mother, but again, the importance of penance, mortification, the value of penance. Bernadette was chosen by our Blessed Mother, and yet she was looked upon, as you might say, on the lowest strata of society. Her family lived in the old city jail. Her father didn't have a job. They were very poor. She had asthma. She was sickly. As I mentioned, she had a hard time learning her catechism, yet she was the one our Lady chose. But getting back to Lent, let us remember that because Lent is a liturgical season, it is the time of penance, that there are Catholics all around the world doing penance at that time. So it's like we are part of this mighty army of the Church of God, calling out to Almighty God, Parche Domine, Parche Popolo Tuo, spare, O Lord, spare thy people. So my point is that our penance, which is good any time of the year, has a greater value during Lent because it is the season of penance and because we are doing it again together with, in union with, Catholics around the world. But insofar as penance is concerned, we have to avoid two extremes. Very important to remember this. One extreme would be to be so fired up and say, okay, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up that, I'm going to do this penance. And we come up with a long list that is too onerous, too difficult, and after a few days of beginning of Lent, we just give it up and get discouraged. So let us be prudent, not try to take on the world, not try to do everything. But on the other hand, avoid the other extreme 
of being too, what shall we say, too easy on ourselves, too afraid to do anything that's difficult. Penance has to hurt, or it's not penance. It has to be hard. And we look at our Lord, look at the crucifix, meditate on the passion, and think to yourself, this is what he did for me. What am I doing for him? I encourage you to make the stations, to pray the sorrowful mysteries, to read a book on the passion, to meditate on the passion of our Lord, because that reflection on the passion, you might say, is the soul of Lent. You have the penance, the mortification, the prayers, but meditation on the passion is what gives meaning and purpose to all of this. So let us all resolve to make a good Lent. And let us today ask Our Lady on her feast day, to help us to do so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.